Hello and welcome to episode number 69. 69 of Modern Night is Rubbish. I'm not giggling because I've done all the giggling, got it out of my system about what episode number we are, Tom. Are you alright, Tom? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah. So, um, for, uh, for the 69th time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Tom, uh, got three stories coming up. Banksy, of course. I don't think we can do an episode about Banksy these days, it seems. Uh, one about, uh, you know, art still goes on during another lockdown in the UK. And also uh, something about a statue that's caused a little bit of debate and controversy um, as well. And your new single or new song is released soon, is it not? Um, well, as we're recording this, it's released today. Oh, oh my God. God, they so, can't. like, this is going out tomorrow, isn't it? You can't it? get more exclusive than that, really, can you? Um, well, unless it's, a, you know, before release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, that would be more exclusive. But that'll do. We'll have to <laughs> yeah. do. <laughs> so, on to the first one. Um, when they, do you remember there used to be a Banksy of two uh, policemen kissing on... On the uh, on the wall in a pub in the Albert, it's the Albert pub, wasn't it? In Brighton, you know that one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And for ages, uh, I thought that it still was uh, that image was still on the side of the pub because it's behind Perspex. Um, and basically, it turns out that that one's actually chipped off the wall and sold. Yeah, so I, I, that was a few years ago, wasn't yeah, it? So, yeah, so basically Banksy on the wall, and I thought it was the original, and it turns out someone's chipped it off the wall and sold it. And apparently that happens quite a lot, um, where people, like, take stuff off walls and sell it and uh, make a little yeah, bit so of money. Yeah, so this, is, this has been in the news because of the Nottingham Banksy that appeared. Well, yeah, I saw about the Nottingham Banksy. Uh, I don't know what I don't know the full details Tom maybe you could enlighten me but th- I'm talking more about something that happened on Antiques Roadshow oh okay yeah, yeah well he d- he did a um, a girl dancing with a, um, a bike tyre oh yes next to like um, uh, a bike with a tyre missing oh cool uh, that was locked against a post yeah and so it kind of went with the scene um and uh yeah and both uh, so the bike yep. got st- got stolen yeah I'm, after the banksy got moved got taken so away so it's like a banksy ready made that's been stolen yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they covered it with perspex but they've been talking about moving it but then it's the ownership debate who owns it is it it's the landlord yeah. that owns it rather than the people using the building um, so yeah, there's been all that's been in the news. I don't know. Did you see that story? Yeah, I, I didn't see that. I saw the actual work appear in Nottingham. I mean, the reason I was actually bringing it up is because um, there was recently someone tried to bring a Banksy that they just uh, one of a Banksy rat that was done in Brighton. Basically, they'd uh, it was on some kind of plate, metal plate, and they'd unscrewed it from the wall and brought it into Antiques Roadshow, and uh, I. Uh, we've actually put a link to the Antiques Roadshow video on uh, on our website. And he basically, he got told off 
and they said without without a pest control. Now pest controls, we always say, is the uh, the place that authorises Banksy's, and yeah. You know, make sure that if if you have, if you've got a bank, so you really need a pest control certificate with it. Um, it doesn't really fit into the antiques roadshow because Banksy isn't like from two hundred years ago or a hundred years ago yeah. even. It's kind of it's a bit it's a bit modern, isn't yeah. it? The antiques roadshow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically, they said it was worthless, and they actually said you're a bit of a naughty boy uh, and told the guy off because. Uh, because Banksy doesn't like this. He, he believes that his works should be left. And if they're painted over, they're painted over, but they shouldn't be taken off and sold. So basically, they're not um, automatically Banksy's unless they've, uh, if you just take something off the wall. Yeah. So unless it's in its like intended location, it's yeah. no longer a Banksy, according to, to Banksy. Who, who, whoever the man is himself. Mr. Pest Control. I don't know if he Banksy sits behind. He must have a mate does that. I can't imagine right, yeah. him, is it? Just sitting there, checking it out. It would, it would be a great sort of cover business if he actually ran a pest control business <laughs> <laughs> as a front for his art empire. <laughs> well, yeah, but he'd get to lots of locations, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would, and yeah. Just, yeah, maybe that's his cut. Well, maybe we've, we've run to something there, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so on to the next uh, one. This is just something I thought people find me interesting. It's just um, some art uh, that's going on during the lockdown. Now, um, it's by a company that organised these things. I don't know if they're a company or if they're a charity, to be honest. But uh, basically, um, Wild in Art, they are actually the commercial organisation, I've just remembered, um, that creates art events across the globe. And in our town here, Brighton, uh, UK, which we keep mentioning constantly, um, do you remember we had we've had snails, haven't we? Where artists, there were lots of snails placed around uh, Brighton, and different artists painted them, um, and people would go and look at them. Do you remember that the snails? Um, and there was also snow dogs as well. Wow! Yeah, so. The snail, when was that? Was that recently? Yeah, it was about a couple of years ago. And basically what they did was they've had one year where we had snow dogs and one year where we had snails. They're great big, giant sort of uh, snails sculptures and people, artists could uh, uh, paint them however they wanted. And so they each artist would do a different design on them. And at the end, they would actually be auctioned off for charity. So there'd be like a snail trail and a snow dog trail going around Brighton alright yeah well that's going irri- to well the snail trail is going to irritate the gardeners isn't it <laughs> yeah it's a big old yeah <laughs> a big old snail well I don't know about the snow uh, snow dogs is that a type of um, wild dog is it well snow, the snow dog that actually is, was portrayed was um, uh, a local artist uh, sort of illustrator called Raymond Briggs who did famously did a book called The Snow The Snowman and uh, the dog was the dog that was featured in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there was giant ones of those. Now, the same companies doing that's done that have actually, uh, at the moment, during COVID, they've taken over shop fronts and windows and they're getting artists to put art in there because obviously a lot of pro- uh, premises at the moment are closed down and they're not, they're not allowed to open. So they're utilising this space. 
so they've got some interesting artists that are putting up stuff around um, Manchester at the moment oh okay cool so for instance like one of the artists they've got is like Mark Kennedy I, I particularly like him because he's a uh, what he does is he creates mosaics but you know like you see you go around towns and you see a lot of these uh, people that do paintings of famous people and they sell them on the street and stuff like street vendors sell their famous pictures of paintings of famous people and what he's actually done is he actually creates them out of mosaics so he makes mosaics of uh, for instance there's one here he's done of Bob Marley and then he's done one of a famous uh, Coronation Street character which is a soap opera in the UK and she's called Hilda Ogden and she, you've got yeah closely associated with Manchester unlike Bob Marley I'd yeah, say I've tried to look up why the Bob Marley Manchester connection I believe there may be one but I haven't found it yet because I think the theme was there was some kind of Manchester connection maybe uh, okay, I, yeah. think, I know he did a gig in Manchester I'm sure there's probably more than just that um, and if I find out I'll let people know on the next podcast or so yeah but Hilda Ogden is a fictional character from Manchester yes yeah. So yeah. Where whereas Bob Marley is a uh, not, a famous reggae singer from somewhere else other yeah, than Manchester. Manchester. He did spend a lot of time in London, but I don't know. Maybe popped up to Manchester for a few. Uh, I don't know a few Bob Marley things. I don't know what what Bob Marley did in London, but maybe did the same in Manchester. Yeah. Well, these days he might make a guest appearance on Coronation Street. Yeah. Well, um, if he was still with us, uh, I'm sure he would. I think, uh, uh, rest, rest in peace, Bob, dear Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there's another one, which is an artist uh, called Rick Fachin. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. It's F A C C H I N. I think that's Fashin or Fakin. Um, and what he does is really interesting. Is he creates tiny miniatures of the shop fronts in Manchester. So he recreates them in tiny, tiny size. Um, so it could, and I, I think it's quite interesting because a lot of, uh, it's almost like a real physical recording of change because yeah. people take photographs of shop fronts, but you very rarely people create models. So in years to come, you'll have these little tiny actual recreated models. Yeah, and if the us as a human race, we do suddenly shrink down and become little mini people, yeah. We can actually relive the experience of now. There was a film like that with Matt Damon where, you, where um, you know, it was so expensive to live as a full, a big person that they, they shrunk you down so you could live like a millionaire because you took up a lot less space. Excellent, That's quite yeah. A good little, uh, sh- I can't remember the name of the film. Do you know the name of the film? I, I have actually seen that film. Yeah, and I can't uh, remember the name. It was quite good. Though, yeah. yeah. I, I, would, you, would you be shrunk? If you could go into maybe one of these little art pieces and live there. Well, because I'm such a small person anyway, I'd be quite cheap to shrink, I reckon. Oh, yeah, you'd get even more money. (laughs) (laughs) I'd only need half a dose of whatever it is. (laughs) So... I like I like the way that he he's recreated these shop fronts. You can't. I mean, it's really. I'll put a, uh, a link on the on the website, and you can see that the, they're very similar. The, it's very difficult to tell which is which. 
Yeah, well, you say it's difficult to tell which is which. It's because, like, you can blow up the pictures and shrink down the pictures so they look the same. But in real life, it'll be easy to tell, oh, yeah. wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one you won't be able to open the front door on, the other one you would. <laughs> now, a short advertisement break. Hello, so... um. Thanks for bringing this in. Can you tell me a bit about it? Well, yes. Um, uh, uh, yes, my, my father bought, uh, said he bought this uh, several years ago uh, for about £20 in the 1970s. And he's had it in his loft and I thought I'd just bring it in. I was just wondering what you can tell me about it or whether it's worth anything. I've never been insulted so much in all my life. You come on here with this turtle art print thinking you're going to make a quick buck out of us here when you know you can just download it for free from modernartisrubbish.com. So just head over to modernartisrubbish.com and subscribe to our email list <laughs> to get your free artwork and to be updated on the latest Modern Art is Rubbish news. So, Tom, we're going to have a little bit of a controversial topic here, and I'll be talking about controversial sculptures, which we do like a lot on this show. Okay, can I, uh, can I guess what the controversial sculpture is? Yes, you can. Okay, is it... Um, controversial. Does it involve anyone famous? Yes. Okay. Is it someone who's dead? Yes. Uh, is it a woman? Yes. Um, are they naked? Yes. You've, you've been looking at the pictures that I sent you before, haven't you? Yeah. I, I, that doesn't sound right. I've been sending you naked women pictures. <laughs> <laughs> that really doesn't sound right. Anyway, yes. The artist Maggie Hamblin has been asked to make a, a, a public sculpture, which she actually has made and is in there out. And it's caused a bit of controversy. Who who asked her? Was it her husband? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, her husband. <laughs> so, so, basically, it's of uh, Mary Wollstone, Wollstonecraft, and it's a small, naked figure. The, sculptures of, it, it, the sculpture is of a small, naked figure emerging from a mixture of female forms that appear swirling and liquid. Now, this has caused a bit of controversy because basically you've got a feminist writer, um, an icon, who's been presented as a small, tiny, naked form. And, uh, you know, this reaction was quite... Uh, quick to condemn it yeah well i guess with feminism there's some like some strands of feminism that will say oh we shouldn't have uh, new naked women and others that would yeah. say oh yeah we should have like fully naked it's all all good so it, yeah. it depends which side of that particular feminist argument you come from is that is that the point uh, well yeah i mean i think the some of the controversies particularly if you go back uh, throughout the galleries and uh, you know uh, art history it's littered with what I would call exploitative to a certain extent 
depictions of women. They're always depicted, a lot of them are depicted nude and vulnerable and in, you know, so that's quite a tradition of that within art. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so so that's maybe where a lot of people would would perhaps be coming from. And for instance, one writer, Imogen Hermes Gower, uh, she said, nameless, uh, nameless, nude and conventionally attractive is the only way women have ever been acceptable in public sculpture. I think she's generalising because that's not simply not the case in, in that respect, but I can see her the wider truth of what she's saying but interestingly Hambling uh, Maggie Hambling she the artist she said you know they've missed she feels that she's missed the point because it is the 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 statue is actually for Wollstonecraft and not of her a sculpture about now in her spirit so Hambling goes on to say uh, this was in an interview that clothes define people so she chooses to represent Wollstonecraft in an undefined in that way and that's really interesting to me do you see what I mean so she's just she's just showing almost like the spirit of her rather than her the the person yeah and if someone was going to make a statue for you Marcus you'd like to be all ripped and look really handsome on it if you were going to be naked wouldn't you yeah but that's me and that's yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean all ripped and really handsome were you describing me now well exactly exactly <laughs> sorry i made a mistake there you'd like to look just like you are wouldn't you <laughs> so i i can see what M- maggie hamblin's saying is is uh there's an artist an american photographer called gregory crudson who i really like and he's his photographs uh, really I really recommend people have a look at them uh, basically he makes uh, photographs that look like a, like they're from a film set and he'll just have this one shot and it's full of narrative they're a bit like a kind of like a well lit you know full of uh, imagery like it, that it could be a shot of some couple of people inside a house and they're looking quite down and there's sort of like narratives going the beds might be unmade or you know you get the kind of picture and they look very much like David Lynch or and remind me a bit of the American painter Edward Hopper now in his pictures he frequently has naked people um and the thing is that I think is when not when you look at his work as a whole, sometimes when you see these naked people, you think, actually, if they added clothes, if he added clothes to these people, he'd add, be adding an extra narrative that shouldn't be there. Yeah, and I guess it's kind of timeless being naked, isn't it, as well? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's time timeless nudity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What better nudity is there? (laughs) I knew I wouldn't be able to handle this subject completely seriously the whole way through. (laughs) So the thing is, is that I can appreciate also what the critics are saying because there's a thing to be said. It's out in the public and people are not going to necessarily look at that and react to it in the way they would if they were in an art gallery. Sure. So it's two different conversations. A public art needs to have a, a slightly different conversation than, than art that's actually situated in a gallery. Sure, no, you're right, yeah.
Right, and so ends our podcast number 69, Tom. Um, so where can people get hold of us? Um, people can get hold of us by the scruff of our necks. <laughs> you reprobate. <laughs> <laughs> On fa- um, Facebook, modernartisrubbish.com. Yeah. Yeah, the website, yeah, modernartisrubbish.com, as you said, and info at modernartisrubbish.com if you want to email us. And before we go, Tom, you have a new release that is coming out, and I think people need for their reasons of good digestion to listen to it, although that is not medical advice, I have to say. Um, it sounds like sound medical advice to me, Marcus. What do you think your food will, in fact, help you eat better? Uh, well, maybe not eat, but sleep better. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure it would. I'm, although we cannot. These these are scientifically unproven claims. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for reasons of legality. Right. So, Tom, what's it called? It's called The Dream Is Over. So we begin our buys then, and then uh, we'll play it with a song. Goodbye.